This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's six o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. interesting welcome welcome back to hour two on a friday the last show of 2022 for us we'll back be back on tuesday starting off 2023 properly of course if you're just tuning in nebraska can beats iowa last night 66 50 in basketball good win for the huskers to end the year mm-hmm. they beat creighton and iowa in the same month beautiful yeah. beautiful speaking of beautiful we have a <laughs> whoa yeah well hey Hello. I like having old friends on the show yes I like having old friends on the show now and this is a dear Parker friend. Gabriel was your colleague at the Journal Star Lincoln Journal Star for a couple years a few years is great and he has moved on to Denver the Denver Post mm-hmm. where he covers the Broncos used to be on with us every Wednesday for Double Barrel Wednesday yeah he did and we're we're prizing that for a Friday for one time Parker great to have you back how are things in the land of Colorado. Oh, they're going great, guys. How are you? Parker, it's great this to is, hear your voice thanks, again. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's oh, 6 o'clock out there? It's 610. Yeah, S- yeah, 6 o'clock. Yeah, you got you got people, uh, you know, texting in the show from Boulder. So, yes. you know, it's, it's not too early to uh, be up and around in the mountain time zone. Yeah, we have some listeners out there. We do. A lot of Colorado listeners. So let's get down to it. You and Jake are, I mean, now Jake is a gigantic NFL fan, so hit him, hit him. Well, uh, Parker, I mean, there's a lot of things to get. I mean, you go out there, your first year covering Denver, they're supposed to be, after getting Russell Wilson, a Super Bowl contender. They have, you know, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, a great defense. Instead, they got, they're out of the playoffs as of a couple weeks ago. Russ was terrible this year. Let's let's start off with, I guess, in your, your opinion, Russell Wilson, the quarterback coming from the Seahawks. What has happened 
to him this year? What happened to Russ? Is he salvageable? Yeah, yeah, they still have all those things. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, a great defense, and they're four and eleven. Uh, <laughs> and they fired their coach. Yes. Um, they were the fifth team in the Super Bowl era to fire a first year coach before he finished a season. So it hasn't gone well, obviously. And I think obviously a part of that is is the quarterback play. Um, it's it's you know, Jake, it's 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 hard to tell. Um, everyone you talk to, like a couple of months ago, I talked to Kurt Warner. Yeah. Um, about the quarterback, and he he basically said, you know, I mean, if when you watch him, it is just it's apparent that he's not playing well, but it's so bad in at times um, that it's difficult to figure out what's going wrong. If he's not <laughs> seeing the defense right, if he's not, um, you know, comfortable with what's going on, if he doesn't trust, um, you know, the guys that he's playing with, they, they've got to a point over the course of the season where they've been one of the most injured teams in the NFL. That's that's obviously not the only reason they're bad, but one of the things that looks like is you just, he doesn't know exactly who he's going to be out there with every week. And then it sort of cascades from there. So I don't think it's one thing. Um, He's really struggled. There's been times like the second half against Kansas city, um, which I know caused some consternation from people in, in, uh, in Nebraska. There's a lot of Chiefs fans there. Um, and then, you know, there's been there's been pockets where it's looked sort of like it's supposed to look. But overall, uh, it's been really bad. I mean, the guy's got 12 touchdowns and, and nine interceptions so far. This season. But what you you know, you reported this yesterday. Uh, you, know, there's a, you wrote a story about Jerry Judy defending Russ. I think some other players are defending Russ. Is, is some of what. Is some of the narrative about Russ, particularly the negative elements, is it overblown a little bit? Because you're seeing it, guys come to his defense. Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's both simple. I think. I mean, I think that the narrative about him, a lot of the stuff that's out there about him, that's sort of like more personal in nature, um, is overblown or miscast at least, and then. Um, you know, then there's obviously plenty of room for criticism in terms of his play on the field. And so I, I don't know, you guys, you guys know me. I don't, I mean, I don't care what people do off the field as long as they don't get in trouble or, mm-hmm. you know, if they're, you know, they could be just a regular old Joe that likes to go fishing when they're not, uh, um, you know, at practice or, or at the facility, or they could be like Sipple and be a TikTok star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, Indeed. you know, that's kind of like, I think it's to each their own on that, as long as you have respect in the locker room and for everything that's gone wrong and for all the, talk about it and for you know i mean look a franchise quarterback in the nfl is probably going to be high maintenance in a lot of ways um but as long as you have respect in the locker room then you have a something where you can sort of like work back from and i don't think there's any indication that that russell has anything but you know respect from teammates in the locker room that's frustration when you're 4 and 11 obviously so at least you've got that right i mean when you're talking about how do you sort of get back on track over the off season or in next year or whatever, like at least you've got something that's not, you know, broken relationship wise. And then you try to build back, you know, what's actually happening on the field. Interesting. Parker Gabriel joins us. Parker obviously worked at the journal star covered Nebraska football at an extraordinarily high level. Now is doing the same at the Denver post covering the Denver Broncos and your background at Nebraska. Some guys on that team, Randy Gregory, Divino Zigbo, right. yeah. they, they they took note of that, right? Um, and so, speaking of respect in locker room, what's what's Gregory like in that setting? What is 
what is your relationship with Randy Gregory like? Yeah, it's funny, and you know, so Divine Divine just got uh, cut off the practice squad. Oh, he got cut. Week, I oh, think. It, but Lamar Jackson's here now too. Mm. Um, That's right. So Lamar Lamar walked in uh, a couple weeks ago, and he looked at me, and I was like, I introduced my reintroduced myself, you know, and he's like, he's like, man, I thought I thought it was kind of weird that I walked in here and there was somebody that looked familiar. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there you were. There that. was Parker. <laughs> um, there was Parker. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, the thing about, thing about Randy, he's a, I mean, he's a fascinating guy. I think anybody who was around Nebraska, um, you know, when he was in Lincoln, probably, you know, that, that talked to him in any capacity knows that obviously, uh, he had a rough week on, on Christmas, you know, he had two personal fouls and, um, they threw a punch after the game and, and he, you know, the NFL suspended him and then it got overturned. So now he's just out basically a full game check. Okay. Um, so been a rough stretch for him it's been frustrating he's missed 10 weeks with an injury um so it's interesting one of the things i i find you know sort of i don't know it's not shocking but i i just was sort of taken aback by his sort of openness about it is the self-awareness of you know how his career has been so far you know mm-hmm. he's not um defensive or or sort of like doesn't push back against that mm-hmm. uh in fact i think he feels a lot of pressure to perform here in Denver because of the way his past has been, because not only, you know, obviously the rules about, you know, marijuana use and all that are different in the NFL now. And I think, you know, attitudes have changed about that um, to, to a pretty great degree, but he's also had injury issues. And so, um, you know, I think he feels pressure to be on the field and perform, which everybody in the NFL does anybody at any level really does, but um, he's not afraid to sort of, talk about that and mm-hmm. uh you know husker fans will be be glad maybe to know that in the locker room especially on fridays like maybe not today because it's the end of the season and coach got fired this week and all that but uh-huh. over the course of the season typically fridays uh in the nfl in the locker room are good days for just sort of you know shooting the breeze mm-hmm. uh and there's a lot of college football talk and so <laughs> With uh, with Randy and and Divine over the course of the year, there has been a substantial amount of uh, Nebraska talk. There was Good. there. Were, I can't tell you how many times I got asked. Uh, you know, hey, what have you heard about the coaching search? Or I was asking those guys, hey, you know, who's going to get the job or whatever. And so it's been uh, it's been interesting. Nebraska, you know, you can you can uh, you can you can leave Nebraska, but if if you've been around Nebraska, it's not going to fully leave you. Right. Love it, love it. Joined by Parker Gabriel of the Denver Post, formerly the Lincoln Journal Star. Den- uh, Parker, you mentioned you know Nathaniel Hackett, so he gets fired before the season even ends, and it started off bad for him. The first game against yeah. Seattle was it was some questionable decision making, and it got worse throughout the year. Like the guy never really ever figured it out. Um, I'm curious, you, you covered him obviously the whole time. Could you could you tell off the bat this was going to go poorly? What what was your how do you define the Hackett era and how poorly it went? Not even making a full year. Yeah, I mean, I think that there was some skepticism um, from the time camp started. Just about you know, it was pretty clear the way they handled things. And I'm not, I mean, you guys know me. I'm not. People do things different ways, and and I think it can work a lot of different ways. Some people they hit a lot in camp, and they you know they have long practices, and it's a grind. And you know other people are a little lighter on their guys early, and they ramp up or whatever. And we've had that discussion in Nebraska a lot about what's hey what's the right way to do things. And the only time you really have that conversation is when it doesn't work. Um, And so. You know, it, it, there was maybe a little bit of skepticism, but in, in Seattle, you know, lights come on for the first time and you make that decision to, 
you know, kick a 64 yard field goal instead of putting the ball in your quarterback's hands on fourth and five with yeah. 20 seconds left. I mean, it just, you know, and then they defended it. And then the next day back here in, in Denver, he said, Oh yeah, no, I never should have done that. And it's like, Oh man, this is, you know, we got, we got some things to figure out here. Yeah. Um, and then it was bad again the next week. And then he hired a guy to help with game management in the middle of the season, which I don't, I mean, this is my first year covering the NFL, but yeah. nobody around here had ever really seen something like that before on the fly. Um, and now that guy's the interim head coach, you know, 15 weeks later. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think Hackett had chances uh, to get some things right. Obviously, you know, uh, stop me if you're, you, you know, you've heard this before, but they lost a lot of close games. So yeah. the question was always, um, you know, are they close or are they not? Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, when you lose those games all the time, the answer is that you're not. Parker Gabriel joins us from Denver. He works for the Denver Post, now covering the Denver Broncos. We could take this discussion a number of ways. I, I, I want to do this, Parker. I'm wondering about this. You, you covered a team in Nebraska where the fan fervor is enormous. I mean, it's all, it's all the time. It's all year round. What's it like in Denver – covering the Broncos in that regard compared to Nebraska? The fan fervor, the is it constant? Is the drumbeat constant like it is here? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it is. It is. And is it? It, it's funny because I don't think that I don't think that it's like that in every NFL market. In fact, I'm I'm pretty confident that it's not. No. Um not in San but Diego. There are Yeah, right. Yeah. No. Yeah, especially since they're in LA now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank but you for that. Parker handled that very gracefully. Well done. Well done, Parker. <laughs> Was that aging gracefully or ungracefully? Uh, yeah, probably not. Ungracefully. <laughs> probably ungracefully. Yeah, I don't know about – I mean, Oakland might be like that too. You know, and in St. Louis as well. Yeah, just uh, like old times, Parker. Just like old times. <laughs> we just needed Baz here to weigh in. All right, keep, keep going. So, I'm sorry. There is a, I mean, there, there's a huge following here and it's an, it's a, you know, it's a lively, it's a lively fan base. And then, and then, you know, I'm, there's a lot of parallels to Nebraska, honestly. I and mean, you know, it's the same token that's been set, you know, they won a Super Bowl um in twenty fifteen and then it's been seven, you know, uh seven year playoff drought since then, six straight losing seasons. Uh they've been through four coaches in that tenure. Um Jeff Legwald, who covers the team for ESPN, um, said to me the other day, you know, I say all the time that the only thing this franchise has been good at for the last decade is firing people. Um and that Sounds kind of familiar, honestly. Mm, it so, does. Um, it does. It's been there's a lot of interesting parallels. 
um, find myself like over the course of the seasons, like wrote a lot of stories on game day about close losses or heartbreaking losses or some head scratching thing that went wrong and how many more times can that happen? And yeah, it's all been sort of like uh, a little bit of a bizarro world. It's like you never left Lincoln Parker's the same <laughs> story. Much. It just keeps going for different years. Okay, so I'm curious. So Hackett's out. Obviously, you know, bad year for Denver. Still, a lot of t- the defense is loaded up with talent. The offense has some guys you like. There's obviously you mentioned injuries, tons of injuries. But going forward, they got to hire a coach for next year. You know, it, who, who's on your short list of guys Denver should target, or you think they might target for the next year? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's the thing that is 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 a little bit hard to read in all of this is that obviously new owners stepped in in August and bought the team, and it's the you know, the Walton Penner uh, family ownership group, I suppose, is their formal title. And so it's, you know, it's it's Walmart money and, yeah. uh, you know, net worth of $65 billion. And Greg Penner, uh, who's the new CEO of the team, part of the ownership family, um, is running the coaching search rather than George Payton, the general manager. And so, you know, you may see some guys like Dan Quinn, for example, mm-hmm. uh, in Dallas was a finalist for the job uh, last year. Mm-hmm didn't get it, uh, ended up back in Dallas. He's got relationships here. He knows George Payton well. Um, and so he's a guy who, like, if Payton was running the search again, would be sort of like the logical candidate. And he may he may still well be, um, you know, right in the mix again. But it's one of those situations where with Greg Penner running the search now, you're not exactly sure. So I think – you know, there's a lot of people that wonder about Sean Payton. Yep. It's just going to take a lot, I think, at the end of the day to pry him away from the Saints. You have to pay the Saints and then pay him. Um, money's not an issue, but draft capital is. So, you know, I think there's a lot of – there's already been some, you know, talk around here. You hear it on the on, on the radio, and, and, and it, it makes sense from some, you know, from a lot of, uh, you know, sort of approaches. I, I wonder um, – if they'll take a swing at Jim Harbaugh, yeah, um, yeah. you know he's going to have options uh, in the NFL if he wants them. I think Jim Irsay and the Colts, you know, will try to hire him. He obviously has history there, um, so we'll see. I mean, as a guy where he's got the playoff in front of him, obviously with Michigan, um, mm-hmm. and then he's going to have to decide if what he what he said last year about you know um, coming back with. Uh, passion unknown to mankind and coaching Michigan, you know, for the rest of eternity or whatever, if that's, that's the way it is, or if he wants to be back in the NFL. So, you know, I think it's, those are a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if you, they've hired three straight first time head coaches, uh, none of whom have worked. And so I think that there's some, you know, there's some skepticism that a first timer is a good idea. Can't do it. If they're going to do that, uh, you know, I think they'll at least probably talk to D'Amico Ryan's, the San Francisco defensive coordinator that's a guy who any job that comes open this year people are going to at least want to talk to him so you know uh there, there there's him there's a gyro evero the defensive coordinator here uh-huh. uh you know another first would be another first time guy yeah. so uh, they're going to probably cast a wide net they've they've got a few weeks and hopefully we go well under uh 72 days yeah i was reading parker your candidate list that you had in the denver post and it's striking to me and this is no – I'm not taking a shot at a guy like Brian Callahan or Averro, but, man, you have Jim Harbaugh on one end or Dan Quinn, 52-year-old Dan Quinn, 58-year-old Jim Harbaugh, guys who have guys who have led 
led the big ship. I, I just yep. that's the guy that you need in Denver, not a forty-two year old scheme magician. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. I, and and I just my thing is, you know, but I, I also simple on the other hand, like I've I've also likened it to to drafting for need. You know, you yeah. can. Yeah. You can it can be too much of the going from you know Polini to Mike Riley. Uh, mm-hmm. It can be too much of like you know oh thank goodness we needed a tackle and we got one and you passed up on uh, you know Jamar Chase or whatever. You know yeah, there's okay. yeah. you can you can get it wrong by saying this is what we don't have and this is what we need. You just got to find the best person for the job. But yeah, I mean if you're asking me like who's a better fit for Denver's roster as it is right now. And it's a first time head coach or even a guy like Frank Reich, who had a winning record in, in Indianapolis. Like I do think that experience is going to count in this search and, you know, we'll see where it goes. Listen to how good Parker sounds. I love love Parker. Parker's great. Last thing, Parker, I I want this to be an outsider's perspective. Not you're, you're a Broncos insider. I want to ask an outsider perspective question because you were obviously used to work in Lincoln. You're now in Colorado College football, one, one second, one college football question. Matt Rule, head coach of Nebraska. Deion Sanders, head coach of Colorado. As whoa, an outsider whoa, now, whoa, Parker, whoa, whoa. your thoughts on both those hires? I, you know what's funny, Jake, is I think, not to sound all, you know, all like a like a softie or anything, but I, I to me, like, they both sort of fit for what they were going for, Tell you me. know? Like, I don't know who could have who could have Colorado hired that would have given them the boost that Deion Sanders gave sure. them just from like a public profile. Not very know? many not people. Like, not, many. not very many people. Not many. Maybe a couple, but not very many. And who, and, and with Nebraska then, it, you get the, you know, sort of program builder, a guy who's done it before and it's worked multiple times and you have every reason to think that, that it'll work in some form or fashion, you know, and if not right away, then over the course of time. And so I just like, I mean, I, I think both schools did, about as well as they could have. Yeah, um, yeah. And that doesn't guarantee it's going to work, obviously. We've been down that road too many times to say, oh, they did as well as they could have, and so success is preordained, you know. But they, they've done as well as they could have, I think, given the circumstances. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I mean, what? What? just don't don't forget to pick me up when you roll into town in September. Oh, okay, Parker. Parker, all right. Yeah. That's going to be a pretty good one, Parker. You want to go to that game? Yeah, come on. Well, uh, I, yeah, you, I mean, you know, will you be I mean, able maybe to? Maybe you could have me. Uh, you know, maybe you could have me uh, write the the notebook or something. <laughs> Where we you could, used to work at the Lincoln Star Journal. What is it now? <laughs> we could we could double byline a notebook, Parker. Oh, for old times. <laughs> Parker, you're the best, Parker. Are yeah. you doing some radio out there? Are you doing yeah, some radio? Good question. Are you doing some radio? Little, that they have you a on a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You should, because you're really good on the radio. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Parker. Great stuff as always. We we miss you. We'll talk to you more, hopefully more often than we've done, which is none this year besides today. He's been a little busy. I know, but the off season's coming up. He's got a coaching search. Well, maybe we'll talk to him when the when the hires made. Yeah. Parker, enjoy your God new year, you. and we'll chat with you again next year. All right, that sounds good. Hey, Sipple, if we write a double byline notebook at some point in the press box, I'm going to look at you. You know, you know what I'm here. I'm going to say, shut up, Sipple. Yes, you are, as you should. <laughs> there he goes, Parker Gabriel. Oh, I miss those days. Post. Double byline in the notebook. Yeah. Bass, oh, my God. 
if I, what did I say that was wrong? I said something about the Chargers being in San Diego. Yeah, you did. And Parker handled it very he did well. Yep. Baz would not have handled that well. He would have said something like, "You are a moron." Yeah. God. <laughs> it would have been really real funny. Well. We all would have laughed. <sighs> Good times. Wasn't that fascinating? He's got a fascinating job. I mean, he basically runs the coverage for the Denver well, Post. Just the, I mean, I know that as he does. Parker someone, runs it. I know you want to have a team that's successful when you cover them, but think about Parker. I mean, he goes in there. They hire a new coach when he gets out to Denver. Yeah. They get Russell Wilson. Okay, oh, here we go. Big year ahead. Yeah. And it was an utter disappointment. They I mean, they sucked this year. And so he gets to cover another coaching search, now realizing, okay, does Russ have anything left in the tank? Mm-hmm. We have all this money, all these draft picks that were tied into yeah. him. Here's a good thing, though. It's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's covered. Yeah, it's not gone well. I mean, he covered a train wreck at Nebraska, and now he's kind of covered one at Denver, but it's an intriguing train wreck. <laughs> They're I mean, both intriguing. Right. I mean, it's really interesting. Like, that's one of the most interesting storylines going in the NFL right now. Russ, can Russ get back to where Russ was? If Russ doesn't get back to where Russ was, then what? How does it – we didn't even ask him. He's writing a Sunday story about how attractive that job is or isn't. Could you, can you go get a Jim Harbaugh right now? Is Harbaugh going to say, no, I'm not touching that. I mean, they got problems at quarterback. I'm not touching that job. Would a guy like Harbaugh look at that and say that? How, will, how would Russ himself affect who you can get there? You know, Dan Quinn has Dan Quinn won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator in Seattle with Russ playing. Maybe Dan Quinn makes the most sense because he's on the defensive side, but also because he's been a head coach. He went to the Super Bowl with Atlanta. They had twenty-eight to three, blew right. it. But he was in the yeah. He had a ch- great chance to twenty-eight win it all. to three. Dan Quinn's a good football coach. He'd I think be a good hire. There. I think you got to go get. You're not going to get Sean Payton. Okay. You're not going to get Sean Payton. You know that, right? Because he wants to bring Fangio with, and Fangio was already the head coach. He got fired. In so you got to, if you're that ownership group, you got to go get Harbaugh or Quinn, not Brian Callahan. No, Brian Callahan is that's a revolt by the fan base. Not Ivero. They're they're 41 year old defensive coordinator. You got to go get a uh, an experienced hand, a Dan Quinn, a Harbaugh, maybe well, a Leslie it- Frazier, maybe a Leslie Frazier. That might. 63 years old, though. I don't know if that's where that, the route you want to go. It's It, it can work. Um, but I, those are the two guys I'd look at, Quinn well, and Harbaugh. Think, think about when they won their Super Bowl seven years ago. They had a guy that had a lot of experience, John Fox. John Fox. Came from the Panthers where he was successful, a longtime successful leader of men. Leader of men. Peyton Thank Manning you. just needed a guy that was, was not going to be in the way. John Fox realized that. He says, I'm a, you know, you're a great quarterback. I'm a great coach. Let's make this happen. Well, they don't have that. They don't, they don't have, have it. They, but, they, they don't have the quarterback. But the point is, they didn't get a, a first-year head coach. Right, they went right. to a guy that's respected in the industry. Right. Nothing against Brian Callahan or Ashiro Averro. Nothing against those guys. It's just not what that franchise needs right now. In fact, fact Brian Callahan's Bill's boy, Bill's son. He's done a great job. He's the, he's the OC for Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. You know who he is. Yes. He's 38 years old, though. Never been in a, never been a head coach. Yeah. That's not what I you don't want. think you need that right now. No. They need a guy who's been there. I mean, I'm really impressed with Brian Callahan, but not that's not the I guy think, you go I to for that Dan job. I think Dan Quinn's your guy. But if not, I Why want not to, Harbaugh? Up next, we're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh right. when we come back in early break in the ticket.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.